Everybody, welcome. <laughs> All right. It's that time. Yeah. Big Joe. Everybody. Oh, stop that. Everybody. <laughs> a special day in the neighborhood. A very, very special day. A very, very special day in the neighborhood, ladies and gentlemen. We have producer Joe Solo. Great to be here. I'm so excited to be here right now. I can't tell you. Well, I can't tell you. I'm so excited to be here right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm here. I'm here to serve your viewers and Uh-oh. help them uh, provide armament so that they can realize their music dream or whatever their dream is. That's what I'm here for. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is a gifted music producer and author. Continues to go on and teach. We're going to give you a chance today to learn about all the things he's doing. Part of the issue with people like Joe Solo is they're difficult to describe because they have so many things going on. I like to say they have... Multiple projects in various stages of development. Oh man! And they all, and they all <laughs> yeah. fit together they in they a big master together. plan. So we got. What is that plan? Right. So we so we got to show you a little bit about his life, his story, and find out a bit of his history. But, ladies and gentlemen, as part of that, as part of, that, let me make sure you understand that. This all is happening here today because of our guest host, ladies and gentlemen, Ray Ibarra. Big Ray! All right, all right. Conversation with Shark Tank winners. Thank you all back there. Everybody. Ray Ibarra Show. It's great to be here. Pack Stereo TV Studios. Yeah, Live so interactive gorgeous online place. reality. Gorgeous Q-A-T-V setup. Talk show. At its best, right, Doc? <laughs> and everybody outside, outside, hey, what's going on out there? Are you watching? Yeah. Hey, show, show there, the they are. there they are. They're <laughs> drinking. Now, Ray, you got to tell us how it came to be that you, because you're the one, you know, we meet, we meet fabulous people. To yeah. Ray Bar. For those of you who don't know, Ray Bar is the host of Conversations with Shark Tank Winners. Very successful series. Also, out there in the community now with events where you can come and be part of watching and meeting and greeting with the folks live in real time. So he's out there promoting that brand, doing his things. Also, the successful book app that he has out there, Conversations with Shark Tank Winners, Ray Bar, and Evolving. Ray Ibarra's show. So this is a man who's out there with his hands in a bunch of things. And because of that, <laughs> we end up with Joe Solo. Yeah. So tell us how you came to me. And I'm going to tell you in a minute. We're going to go take a tour. <laughs> no, because they, be, you know, they have so much stuff that they're into. We're going to go take a tour of the Joe Solo world in a minute. And kind of pull it all into context. I don't know if you want to walk around the mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Loose fitting clothing. We always tell you wear loose fitting clothing, preferably cotton, something washable. Okay. <laughs> right. How did you meet? Tell us about this whole. Connection. Oh God! Well, you know what? You don't even know this, and Victor doesn't even know it, and and Solo and I go back actually a long, long way. Well, tell us so, the part that we. Can... Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, we were in a we were in a, we, were in a, we were in a band together. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. yes. A uh, long time ago, uh, and uh, that's how we met. Uh, what was it, 86, something like that? I forgot like to that? mention mm-hmm. he's We're a guitarist, right, yeah, and Joe? I was a bass you player. considered I was yourself. A, a bassist. And I didn't know that, Ray. Bass? Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. Bass guitar, everybody. Yeah, wow. and yeah. Uh, we were in a, we were in a group together back uh, in the day, um, and uh, we played all around Los Angeles when, when it was a coconut teaser, mm, uh, yeah. Madame Wong, teaser. just all oh, a tremendous amount of gigs, man. So, uh, you know, we have musical roots together, a lot of history together. Uh, this guy, you know, uh, singer, I mean, a songwriter extraordinaire, man, very, very uh, uh, talented, extremely, extremely talented. And then, uh, you know, we went our separate ways from the group, and I went in a different direction. Joe went in a, in a different direction, uh, same direction, but... To well, I went into producing, producing and writing yeah. instead of performing. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was a lot of... Uh, <laughs> back in the day, like I say, the Coconut Teaser, Madame Wong's... Uh, Oh, uh, Sunset Strip Club Lingerie when it was back there, man. You know, <laughs> I just the, yeah. So yeah, uh, it was it was really cool. It was a it was Club it was lingerie. a really great time. So that, now you know something a little different about me here. Yeah, that's when I was Democrat. Now I'm 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 a Republican and married now, man. <laughs> so, so so solo. Go ahead, man. You know, tell us uh, the journey. Tell us what you've been doing. Tell us uh, well, all about that good stuff, man. Um, I'll tell you about. Tell us from the beginning, Joe, because I your little history. I, yeah, all right, yeah. Because I know about the Macy Gray thing, and right, I want let, you, let and talk, I want you to talk give, about that. Give a little bit of the prehistory, though, of Joe Solo, your background before you came here. All right, before gonna, the Macy Gray, then here, we're going to go to Macy I'm Gray. Here's something I'm always curious to find out about people who get into music. What was like the original inspiration that you discovered that passion? Way back when. I'll tell you what mine was, and, and it's nutty. My parents gave me a record called Alvin and the Chipmunks Sing the Beatles' Greatest Hits. <laughs> 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 and Alvin and the Chipmunks series was very important. I was introduced to Alvin and the Chipmunks. That's right. That's good or shit. To the Beatles through Alvin. <laughs> I, t- I talk about him like we're buds now. <laughs> Al, and my, Al and I, you know, we hang now. <laughs> Uh, he looks great, by the way. I don't know how he does it, but he still looks young. <laughs> but um, anyway, so um, I was introduced to the Beatles and the whole concept of music through Alvin and the Chipmunks, except those voices were so high. We had a record player that went 16 speed, which is oh yeah, almost half of the 33 right. to third standard I turntable speed. Yeah. So what I did was, so the voices would be normal, I would listen to them at 16 speed, and then they would last twice as long. That is so weird, Joe. You know, so but it would be like <laughs> that is genius. <laughs> and I'll miss you and like that. But I'm so into it. And then eventually, I got into the actual Beatles, of course. Um, and not, not, the ironic thing is, years later, when I was learning uh, guitar and I wanted to be able to play lead guitar very well, and when I wanted to learn really fast solos, what I would do was I would use the same technique and I would slow the record down to 16, which is about half of 33, so the solos would be half as fast but an octave lower, the Mm -hmm. same notes, so I could hear what was going on, pick them out. Amazing. Funny how, like, you know, everything... Everything leads into everything else. But let me move on from Alvin. Because your your parents... (laughs) Bought you, right? Yeah, they, they, they've been they, behind they, me the whole way. My that's an amazing thing about your parents because oh, yeah. it sounded like, from what I heard, that your dad bought you that first four-track recorder, right? Is that kind oh, of yeah. well, my, that's what kind of got it going? My dad's eleven 
aunts and uncles and his father were all traveling vaudeville entertainers. What? <laughs> so, wow. After like a first year in college, well, let me go back a little bit. I in fourth in fourth grade, I was like, Dad, I want to play guitar. All right, and he's so excited. He got out. excited. So you're, you know, the average person says that in, four, in the fourth grade. I'm not sure your parents get excited. <laughs> right? He was no. He was like awesome. He was so excited. Whoops. Wow, that's cool. He Joe. was so excited. He went out and bought like this thousand dollar amazing classical guitar and signed me up for a year of classical guitar lessons with the best classical instructor uh, in Cleveland. Which I grew up in Shaker Heights, which is outside of Cleveland. Okay, and and um. Man, a lot of a lot of talent in Ohio. A lot of funky talent. Oh yeah, big influence. But anyway, so he gets me all this stuff, and in my mind, I'm going, "Dad, I'm an electric guitar, <laughs> not classical. I wanted to rock, right?" But I didn't have the heart to tell him because he spent all this money and signed up, you know, did all this effort. So I just went ahead and, and took the lessons for a year and yeah. learned a lot. And now I'm glad I did. I learned a ton. But after a year, I was like. I hate the guitar. This is not what I wanted to do. I wanted to rock, you know? And I told my instructor that I wanted to quit, and he said, I've got a funny feeling about you. I think you're going to come back to music someday. Now, I'm sure he says that to everyone who quits so that they come back to him for the lessons. But I'm going <laughs> yeah. to pretend like he meant it for me. All right. So anyway, come around seventh grade, I'm listening to uh, some Led Zeppelin, and all of a sudden I was like... What I song? Still, what song, Joe? It was called Rain Song, the live version. Okay, because okay, okay. I get Zeppelin on that shelf. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this moment. I was lying in bed, and he was Jimmy Page was jamming, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, I got to rock. <laughs> and, I, and I said, Dad, I want to take lessons again, but it's got to be electric. Mm-hmm. All right? Okay. So he went out again, bought a whole bunch of gear and all this. Spent thousands of dollars on this amazing amp, this beautiful guitar, and then, and it was a nice, clean sound, but it wasn't the dirty, fat, distorted sound of rock. So I went and spent thirty-five dollars on a distortion pedal, and he's like, "You know, I don't, I don't get you. I spent thousands of dollars giving you the like purest, greatest tone imaginable, and then you go and spend thirty-five dollars on a distortion box and screw the whole thing up." <laughs> but that was the thing that was happening at the time because well, that's rock, yeah. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The the electric guitar had just been redefined by Jimi Hendrix oh, and yeah. a bunch of other people. So now, what was considered to be, you know, it was groundbreaking at that time. Now we can look back, right, Joe? But at yeah. the time, that was the redefining of the whole rock industry, right? Well, there. Pink Floyd and Roger Waters were a big influence on you <laughs> yes. too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Pink yeah, Floyd. the Tell us melody, about that, man. yeah, <laughs> the melody and the vibe. Um, it's all about feeling, you know. Um, I mean, there are guitarists who like to shred, and I can do that if I if called upon for in service of the song, but. I prefer to go melodic and just say it with a few notes. Just, you know, it's like a person who can gab, 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 gab and not say much, or you could just say a few words and make a point. Boom. Like B.B. Like King? Well, exactly. You yeah. know. Now, let me tell um, you guys why we're setting this up, because for some people, they're going like, wow, because later on, this man went on to become the songwriter-producer that was really the mainstay of Macy Gray's development and career. Mm. So, in other words, this he met her... 
when she was basically working with at the checkout girl somewhere. She was working. Yeah, all right. So I'll jump there. All right. So, so, so that's why tar- we're going. Gotcha. Thanks for moving me forward. I'll get stuck that's, in the moment. <laughs> Stay there. That's my job. You know. That's my job. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, no, it's all relevancy. I needed them to know about how you came up because we often wonder about right. what is the mindset of these people who go on to become, and my thing is that we start at an early age. We play at these roles, and then the opportunities develop. And that's why I think Joe Solo is such an excellent example of that, because he was already living the dream, and that's why the dream happened. So go on, Joe. uh, So Okay, so I took my electric lessons for about a year. After that, I took um, advanced college-level music theory classes in high school. There was only like five of us in the class. I learned a lot of music theory. That made your dad happy, right? Uh, Yeah, it didn't make the the, the teacher actually... We were such snotty kids, the five of us, that we forced him into early retirement because our egos were like, oh, <laughs> so sorry about that, Mr. Mosier. But, uh, I apologize, but, uh, but I want you to know uh, your lessons did take and, and help me out. Thank you. I appreciate it. So anyway, anyway, um, now I went to college for a year for marketing and after, and like halfway through, uh, my buddies that went straight out to Hollywood to get into music, we're like, what are you doing with your life? You got to be out here. You can always go to school. You got to you gotta get out here now. This was like after the first semester. And I was like, you're right. What college was this now, Joe? I was going to Hofstra University. Oh, Hofstra, yeah, Hofstra. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in uh, Long Island, New York. New York. Mm-hmm. And um, Long Island. And, um, <laughs> and uh, so I said to my folks, I said, look, I want to go for it. I want to go for it, and I won't let you down. And I'll never, ever quit. Ever. All right, so and that's good advice. Don't quit. Don't two quit, words. Man. Yeah. Don't yeah. quit. Yeah. Don't Absolutely. quit. All right. Absolutely. Now, so dad is all for it. Yes, go for it. So I I uh, I go to a Musicians Institute, which is a music school in Hollywood. Oh yes. I signed up for that uh, just as a way to kind of get out here and get started. And about halfway through, um, I bailed. Um, for a variety of reasons, uh, I was just really bored because they were kind of like teaching me what I already knew. But I learned so much just from jamming with the other students that it was worth going. That's where the real education was, mm-hmm. you know. But I wanted to like I really wanted to get going. So, um, uh, you know, and then you and I we started our band Solo Dancer, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And I still have that cassette in my my drawer with all of our, our photos and everything on there. Oh man, yeah, I lots saved of that, long man. hair, right? Yeah, oh yeah, way down here, man. And, and as you yeah. know, uh, I started learning production mm-hmm. and got a job as an internship at a studio. And at the same time, um, you worked at the Hard Rock too, man. And I, I was, yeah, I was a busboy at the Hard yeah, Rock. Yeah. Connections at the Hard Rock, yeah, always. Yeah. Now one day I walk into. Uh, one day I walk into this place called Larry Parker's Beverly Hills Diner. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember Larry and, Parker? Yeah. And what time? I'm, what time? This is midday. Okay, because it's important to set this. The vibe and on I'm this. paying my bill. <laughs> I'm paying my bill, and the cashier's like, "Hey, you look you look like a musician. Are you any good?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, uh, "Yeah, I can hold my own. You know, I'm pretty pretty proud of what I can do." Well, I'm a singer-songwriter, and we should get together and write together. Like, <laughs> okay. I'm like, okay, this really funky African-American chick with the voice who's the cashier is out of the blue for no reason 
sussing out that I'm a musician and suggesting we write together. Maybe the universe is telling me something. So I was like, sure. We got together the next day. And notice, by the way, let's, let's not gloss over this point. Wait, wait, wait. Because he went with it. Now, now, now let's, let's not gloss over that point. Because these are the type of moments in life that tend to define us. How many people face that same thing, blow it off? I can tell you, as a person who approached people with internet television, I'd offer people to come on these shows, and they just look at me and go, I don't get it now. Too bad for that. I had that yeah. happen so many times. Yeah. So I say, how many people? But notice, Joe. We which gotta be looking for opportunity. Carmen's right. in here somewhere, everybody. So we really gotta be open. You gotta be open to opportunity. Right. You gotta right. be open to opportunity. And you gotta, and you gotta recognize it too. That's man. right. You know, open yeah. to it and recognize it, and 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 run with it. Right. I mean, take that's, advantage of it. That's sure. why we would define luck as when op- when opportunity meets preparation. Sure, sure. That's luck. Sure. <laughs> You've been yeah, getting ready forever, and now here's your opportunity. So anyway, Joe, All right, so, you okay. went with that. So I'm paying, I'm I'm paying my bill. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> woo! So um, I, I, pay, I, <laughs> I pay my bill, and I'm like, yeah, sure, let's get together tomorrow. You know? And so we got together, and, and we write this quick song, and... She starts singing it, and like within five minutes, I, I just I just stopped her. I said, "Wait, right now, I will commit to being your producer, partner, co-writer, and do whatever it takes for however long it takes until we break through, and I will not stop, and I'll make that commitment, hundred percent, right now. You got me." Christine Devine day talked one. about that. On this is news. day one. Yeah. Christine Devine Man, talked about you're that. You're the type who probably stay married. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm very into loyalty. Yeah. I'm really loyal to loyalty. The ladies like it, man. And, um, and, Nikki's mine. And it took uh, 12 plus years to have our overnight success. Yeah. So, That's a great point, though, because... Uh, you know, there are no such things as overnight successes. I mean, you, we, we get up every day. We, we do the things that are necessary for the time d- during the day, right, Lee? And yes. Nikki, we, we, we got to do those things. Right. Uh, I always say consistency is one of the most difficult things to achieve, being consistent. Ooh. Because more often than not, you're going to do things that you don't feel like doing or something comes up somewhere and you got to stay focused. And it becomes very, very difficult. But consistency is really, really, really important. Well, I'd like to say, if I may toot my own horn, I'm consistently inconsistent. <laughs> Just debunk my theory here. Well, <laughs> I, no, it's not a good thing, believe me. I tell you what, no, let's listen right. to the track. Now, for those of you who are watching the rebroadcast, this will be later deleted because of the copyright issues at YouTube. But for right now, for those people who are watching live, certainly it's covered by our license. Tell us about it, little Joe. Is that it? Um, you know what? That's not, there's actually a real, vi- uh, an actual Macy Gray video. Oh, this I is, saw that. Wait, see, that's is, what I like. Watch, we get this it This is somebody's lyric video. Um, Hold on. There's, there's the actual MTV video. Right that's here. it right there, the one on top. Okay. Dude, that's one, why we control yeah. this. The one with 3.5 million views. Tell us about that. Tell us about we wrote We wrote this song in, in four hours. Mm-hmm. And it's the song that got her her first record deal. I wrote the music, she wrote the words, and then we sort of helped. They don't know. Chime in on each other's part. 
Well, actually, what would happen was I would tell her stories as a friend, as a dear friend about my pathetic love life at the time. <laughs> and then she'd call me up the next day and go, Joe, I got a song idea. And then she'd sing it. And then all of a sudden, like, the chorus would be something like, I'm the fool, I'll do anything you want me to. And I'm like, wait a second. She's like, yep. <laughs> so how long, how long, uh, you said what, uh, how, many, how long did it take you to write this song and collaborate to get it done? Four hours. This was a you know what? Wait, four hours? Demoed it in two. The song made me, has made me literally over a million bucks. Joe, this Which is if you amortize all the time I put in the music before that, I'm still doing less hourly than a McDonald's French fry cook. But this is one of her <laughs> best tracks too, Joe. I mean, literally, I wouldn't even say that just to smooth. But literally, when I when I think of Macy Gray, and I actually I had forgot this video. I actually had forgot. This was a very, very hot track, and it's an excellent yeah. job. It did very well. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, well, before you start applauding me, I mean Macy is the artist. So let's, you know, I'm nothing. I'm nothing without the artist's talent. And man, she's got in space. It's a combination of the two. It's a combination. Lee, is there anything that you want to ask Joe about the, the songwriting process or anything? Anything that We're in my, my, my one-bedroom apartment uh, in L.A., and she came over and said, you know, I've got a song idea, I want to come on over, I, w- I want to come over, and um, all she had was a melody, she was like, I was like, yeah, okay, and that was the verse, and then, so, I'm like, just repeated over and over and I'm experimenting with different chord structures on the acoustic until I find the one that I think is best. And then in this case we went in and started laying down a couple of guitar tracks and then she went in the studio. The studio. <laughs> she went in the closet where my microphone was. <laughs> or was it the, the closet bathroom? in the studio? Was it the closet or the bathroom, depending the on the how shower is a good one, right? Right? By water. <laughs> in the but yeah, um, and um, and uh, she got like a little notepad, and I'm like, um, you know, you haven't written any words yet. Like, Just hold on a second. All right, all right, do the verse, <laughs> and then she sings this verse, right? And I'm like, that's incredible. Wait, what if you just change this word to this? Oh, yeah, that's cool. All right, do it again. Meditate for a little while. And she wrote the lyrics with me providing feedback right in the moment. We laid it down. And then I was like, hey, let's put a couple, like, really cool, whispery backgrounds on the choruses to just kind of fatten up a little bit. Because we didn't do this big, full, huge production. Right. It was... It was an acoustic, a clean strat, and her. And that's it, you know? Um, and if. And eventually, that song ended up being the first single on her second worldwide release. Grammy. And um, Rick Rubin was brought in to produce. We had Erica Badu singing background vocals. About to say, oh, wow, exactly. Billy yeah. Preston, as wow. a keyboard player for the Beatles and the Stones. Yeah, yeah. 
played legend, key, yeah. played keyboards on it. John Frusciante, guitarist of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, played. I played, and all my tracks were left out because they weren't appropriate for the song. <laughs> well, that's that's fine. Uh, serve the song. You but got it, paid but, anyway. But it right? made you a well, top eleven, like you you were saying. Yeah, I'm not a, a top, top ten songwriter. I'm a top eleven songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> top eleven. In between, though, that as a as a musician and singer songwriter, I'm so curious. How did you shop that song? So you started it with the raw sound, and you had this demo. Okay, here's what happened. How did you shop it? Here's what happened was, um, you know, it's a business built on trusted relationships. Yes. And um, a good friend of mine who I grew up with, the, the guy the guy who told me, you got to get your butt out here, his name is Daryl Swan, a great producer, and he ended up doing a lot of production with Macy and, and other things himself. Amazing producer. Um, he... Um, boy, <laughs> this brings back this brings back memories. I'll tell you, but but he wait a second before I answer that. I'm just curious. I'm just curious. What was your thinking behind the question? Well, and, and I'll tie it together. I'm, I'm there now. You know, I, we have. What do you mean there? I'm like, with my producer. We uh-huh. have this song. Uh huh. And we did exactly that, and we also talked about our relationships with other people, and so we could help write this song. And now I have the song. And it's what do you do with it? It's beautifully produced. Um, I have David Hildago tracking drums on it, who plays with social distortion, and like you know that synergistic thing that that happened with the song, and then other people believe in you, and then amazing people come along and play with you. That's. That's what happened to myself. And now you're like, I have it. Now what do I do with now it? Now I'm about to get it mastered. Right. Um, and I know I need to have an LP or, or at least an EP before I release it. Uh, maybe. We'll, we'll talk afterwards. Okay. There's lots of strategies. <laughs> There's lots of different strategies. That's what I'm... I'm and then should I do Kickstarter? But then I really love the song and I don't want to hold on to it for another seven months. So you're looking for the next strategy is what you're looking right. for, right? Like, okay. Sure well, that's what I do is I help people come up with a custom... Roadmap for their success. I mean, I, I do, I do private coaching. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, do, and it ain't cheap, but it's worth it. It'll change your life. Well, actually, that was the, the section we were going to be getting into next. As we get into, uh, I've got it all right here, ready for you. Well, let me answer her question. So I really deal with her this first, and okay, then we'll go so there. Here's, here's here's what happened. Was um, this guy, this producer, Daryl Swan? Mm-hmm. All right, um, his music partner. Uh, uh, Casey, who was sort of part of our inner circle of trusted relationship people, she's very connected in the music industry. She loved the song. She says, I want to play this for this publisher at a place called Emerald Ford Forest Publishing. A lady named Linda Blum, who's just a fantastic woman. And she heard the song and just, same thing, fell in love with it. She signed Macy to a publishing deal right away. I chose not to because I figured as long as they'll be working it for Macy, I might as well just hold on to my entire ownership mm-hmm. and still reap the benefit of them working it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I later on signed a publishing deal, but she ended up shopping it to uh, shopping Macy to a, a bunch of labels, and Atlantic Records picked her up. And we did a record, and right before the record was done, the A and R guy left the company. And we were dead in the water. We were dead in the water. Sounds like a movie heart- I just saw. It was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. Wow. But 
Don't quit. Right. Exactly. Right? All right. Now, eventually, I asked Daryl Swan, that producer, to come into the mix and, and add a little bit of a funkier, hippie hoppier element to it, which he did very well. And so eventually she got picked up again by Epic Records, which is part of Sony, and things just flourished from there. So that's, in this case, how it happened, and it came through trusted relationships. Mm-hmm. It's all about it's all about relationships and networking. Hey, uh, James, trusted James, relationships, networking, relationships. Right? We talk about that, right? Uh, how important is that? I mean, in doing critical, critical. Uh-huh. You gotta develop those resources. It's everything. Life, that yeah. support structure. And you never know who's gonna be the next to lead to get to where you wanna go. Yeah. Oh man. Wonderful initial uh, entry into the world of songwriter, producer, okay, guitarist, mm-hmm. Joe Solo. May, may I do an epilogue to the yeah. story? Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, you may do whatever you wish, my brother. All right. We when we Sweet Baby was this. announced as going to be the first, being the first single on on this record, um, that that day, uh, a lady named Rose Noon, the A and R director over at Epic Records, called me up and said, "Oh, wait, by the way, I'm I sent this demo to Rose, the A and R lady, and said you need to you need to consider this song for this record because Macy hadn't given it to her because it was kind of like ah, it's old news, blah blah blah." And she fell in love with it, and the president of Epic, and even the uh, corporate executives in, in Sony in Japan fell in love with it. I mean, this is the kind of political power that ended up being behind what became a single. Everybody was into it. All right. So the day was determined that it was going to be the single on this record. Rose, the A&R lady, calls me up and says, do you mind if I put word out to publishers that this is going to be a single? And of course she wants me to have a, a, a good publishing entity behind it because they'll, they'll try and get it placed in film, TV, and commercials and help bolster you know, the, the song uh, commercially. So I'm like, sure, of course. That afternoon I get a call from almost every major publisher on the planet. Mm-hmm. Mm, wow. And a bidding war started. Great. Wow. And wow. and That's if you awesome, want to hear the re- must, if you want to hear the good. rest of the story, <laughs> like being uh, the pretty you know, girl at the party, come, come to come to my <laughs> retreat in Malibu <laughs> because it's an amazing it. story. But the bottom line is, I ended up I ended up with um, an advance of almost half a million bucks. Wow! And more important than that, a lot of taxes was I had the power. <laughs> Of major publisher, it was called Famous Music, which was oh, yeah. which at the time was Paramount's publishing yeah. arm. And now Sony has absorbed them, so right. now with Sony, all right. Famous, um, big deal. And all of a sudden, they 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 put me into all kinds of stuff, and it just exploded from there. And all of a sudden, I was a rookie in the big time and terrified, <laughs> terrified, because <laughs> now my comrades were Madonna, and. You know, Daft Punk, and well, they wouldn't exist then. But you got what I'm saying. All of a sudden, I was a rookie, a little baby. Yeah, yeah. I went from being, you know, the big fish in the little pond to the tiny little amoeba <laughs> in a huge ocean. But that's yeah, a that, that's a that's wardrobe. a good point though, because how? Okay, you're talking about transitioning then from from here. You get to this certain point, and how do you make that transition then once you get there? 
You know, you get comfortable here, with here. being uncomfortable. Okay. You get comfortable <laughs> with being uncomfortable. Okay. That's the only way to grow. Mm-hmm. You got to put your ego down. Yeah, I mean, success in music is truly a battle with your own ego to be real with yourself. Can you improve and bring it? Mm-hmm. Which means when people give you constructive criticism on your song, you have to pay attention to it. You don't have to follow it, but, you know, if everyone's telling you, hey, dude, I love the song, but the 68-bar harmonica introduction is a little <laughs> bit too much, you might want to bring it down to two bars or eliminate it altogether, right. and you go, no, you don't understand my music. <laughs> You're probably not going to be successful in this business. Mm-hmm. If everyone's saying that, pay attention to it. If two people are saying that and everyone else is going, oh, my God, I love the 68-bar <laughs> harmonica solo, forget the rest of the song. Pay attention to that, too. You know, <laughs> okay. The uh, uh, an entrepreneur, a music entrepreneur, okay, uh, entrepreneur in any field. There's certain yeah. things that that they all do. The music business has changed tremendously since the time you and I were, were in a group. It's over changed the years. since we started this interview. That's how fast. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so what does it take to be a successful entrepreneur? Uh, just period. Yeah. It, all right. Because to be successful in music or anything, you really got to be an entrepreneur, which means you have to be. Um, you have to have a working knowledge of marketing, networking, accounting. You have to have a working knowledge of promotion and publicity and know what the difference is. All right. Uh, you have to manage everybody on your team. You have to learn and know how to delegate because you can't do everything yourself. Mm-hmm. This is a painful lesson I'm learning myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, so you have to be a renaissance person or you have to know how to delegate out to the other renaissance people for them to do their expertise and then you manage it. Like Henry Ford was in court once and they were asking, uh, the lawyers were asking him all these questions to try and make him look foolish and discredit him. Like, well, do you know this or do you know this? And he says, I don't need to know it because I've got a bunch of buttons on my desk where I can push a button and I get an expert in that field mm-hmm. to inform me on that and then handle it. Yeah. Ooh, what a great answer. Now apply that to your business sense. Find other experts and, and uh, absolutely. have a working absolutely, knowledge man. so you can manage yeah. them, yeah. But, but learn to delegate. Mm-hmm. Right. So ladies and gentlemen, you know, if you take a look at joesolo.com you get into the part of joe that we wanted to introduce uh before we you know got too far into the show and uh take a look because joe's other enterprise is that he also he also serves as a private career coach for people in the music industry let me just give you sort of an overview when you go to joe solo Dot com. You can get a look at Joe and his philosophies, plans like getting 500 fans. And he'll tell you how getting 500 fans equates to $50,000 a year. His philosophy of treat them special. The video nuggets, which I'm about to show you a piece of. And again, all this tying into the way he serves. Remember, we took you through a little journey. His early years, the 12-year journey with Macy Gray. Mm-hmm. 12-year journey still in the going. building of the I team. Just, I just had an email exchange with her the other day. We're reaching back into the library to look at material for her next record Wow! from wow. way back in the day. Wow. Well, take a look at yeah. this. Well, let me give you some audio. Hold on. 
Can I set this up for a quick second? Yes, of course. What these are is I have a series of video nuggets that are three minute tips. They're absolutely free. And then I also send written tips uh, every few days. And these are, it's called the Music Success Video Nugget Series. It costs you nothing. You just sign up and get free, great information. You know, uh, and. well, there Great is. idea. <laughs> That's it. Great <laughs> idea. Great idea. There it is. Hey, you know JoeSolo.com right now. I want to ask you. I want to see if I, I get this. I want to ask Joe Solo here. here. I'm the Los Angeles record producer who developed Macy Gray, and I'm founder of the Music Success Workshop. I've developed a set of free short videos that will help you learn the skills necessary to make it in the ever-changing music industry of today. But first, let me tell you just Did a bit about my that, background. Man? I'm a record producer, songwriter, and composer, and have been for over 20 years. I've had the pleasure of working with Fergie, Will I Am, Michael Jackson, Rick Rubin, and Quincy Jones. My credits include HBO, Apple, Fox, American Idol, Dancing with the Stars, and many, many others all over the world. Good job. I wish I could somehow download how truly amazing and wonderful it feels to be successful in music. But I can't, so I've produced a series of short videos that will show you how to accelerate your music career. I call these my Music Success Video Nuggets, and I want to send them to you free of charge. Each (laughs) nugget covers one vital concept or one thing you could do right now to help you spring ahead in your music career. So to get these valuable video nuggets, just enter your email address on the box on this page. You'll receive your first one right away, and then you'll get a new one every week. You'll I'm also receive my weekly nugget. newsletter of useful tips, advice, and personal experiences, as well as updates about important music industry yeah. events, opportunities, and the live seminars and hands-on workshops that I give all over the world. So to get started right away, just fill in your email in the box on this page. Immediately after sign-up, you'll get your first nugget. It's titled, How to Get Your Music into Film and TV. Soon after, you'll begin receiving career-building information that you won't find anywhere else. Keep in mind, there's Why no cost, it? and you can cancel at any time. I'm Joe Solo, and I'm in your corner. And we'll see you in your first nugget in just a minute. Sign me up! What about, what about games? Gaming and that kind of thing. You do that? We should talk about that. Go ahead, start talking. Because a spot game. Okay, here you go. At my uh, upcoming... Malibu Beach House Music Success Retreat. Okay. We When's that focus- going to be? So, what was that? Say that again. That uh, originally, Malibu su- sounds successful already. Slower, Joe. Oh, slow down. <laughs> Joe Solo's Malibu Beach House Music Success ah. Retreat. The URL is musiccareersuccess.com. Although, if you sign up for the nuggets, you're going you're you're to get, get information. Okay. Uh, um, and. Um, uh, originally, it was actually going to be in a couple weeks, and uh, I decided to postpone it until the end, the last weekend in September, because I've been burning the candle at both ends, and actually went into the hospital last week for exhaustion. Oh, wow. I want to be there to give a hundred percent, okay, to the to to the to the people there. Uh, so we bumped it back three months, which I think is a smart thing to do. Um, and uh, anyway. Um, if you want to get in on the action, I'm only selling 30 tickets. I'm keeping it real intimate because the whole goal of the thing is to walk out with a customized roadmap to your music success. Okay, who's going to be there? Who, uh, what kind of talent? Who's going to be there? Okay, I'm going to have a panel okay. of seven music supervisors and publishers. Okay. 
and maybe a couple a other behind you here, music man. executives. Oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> Hi, Joe. How Hi, are you? good to see you. Uh, thank you so much for everything that you've uh, dropped on us today. My pleasure. This My pleasure. It's amazing. I do have a question. Go for it. So you basically discovered Macy Gray, right? Mm-hmm. And I would love to learn from you as a, a fledgling entrepreneur how you were able to pitch her to the big guys, right? How can you walk us through that process of how you prepared yourself for maybe talking to the big recording company? Hey, sign up for the video nuggets, man. Yes. Well, <laughs> that, I will. That's yeah. <laughs> um, you but, know, because a lot of um, small businesses and entrepreneurs are. Um, you know, have great ideas, trying to get those ideas off the ground. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, well, I would imagine that having a voice like Macy Gray's voice and wanting the world to hear that is kind of the same, in the same world or in the same realm as far as wanting to get your idea, your business idea out to the public or out to the world. So is there any techniques or any oh, many. anything yes. you did that kind of helped you prepare yourself okay. and really talk to the big guys and, well, and make it happen? Let, ra- rather than focus on me, let me focus on you and you out there. Yay. There's a thing in marketing. Back off. Thank uh, you so all much. All right. Thank, good question. <laughs> Very good question. There's a thing called... Um, uh, Thank you. Excuse me. Oh. <laughs> good question. There's, uh, it's all about uniqueness. Mm-hmm. Unique means one of a kind. Not very unique. You can't be very or almost one of a kind. You're one of a kind. All right? So there's a thing in marketing called the USP, which is an abbreviation for unique selling point. What distinguishes you from everybody else? And hopefully it's not price. Discounts are the last refuge of the marketer who can't distinguish themselves with their quality products or services. Mm, So they have to discount stuff in order to move it. All right? You've got to find your uniqueness. And this applies whether you're an artist, an entrepreneur, I mean, anything. What makes what you're offering special that people can't get anywhere else that they need? Is that that the same as, as... Because what I always tell people is this. Look, find out... Not what you're good at, but find out what you're great at, because we're all great at something. But sometimes, like I heard somewhere in in a in a, in a show not that long ago, that uh, life doesn't come looking for you. You got to go find it. Well, okay? absolutely. But but I believe that we're always we're great at something. Sometimes it can be very elusive, and we just need to. Is are we talking about the same thing or something a little different? Well, that's a critical component and okay. a good point. But what if what you're great at already exists a hundred pla- other places? Okay, yeah, good point. So what's you have to come up with a unique spin on it, a unique take on mm-hmm. it, you know, where people can't get what you have to give from anybody else. Now, um, uh, creatively, artistically, that's extremely important to have your what I call your signature sound. And what I do as a producer, a big part of my job, is to work with an artist to cultivate their signature sound. That's a very big part of what I do as a producer. All right? And think about Macy. Her signature sound, quite simply, is her voice. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. And, and I was just fortunate enough to have uh, the universe, you know, plunk the opportunity to meet her... <laughs> because I was hungry and I went and ate at this place 
and met her, I mean, the causality of things is just mind-blowing yeah, sometimes. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, I, I think I often think, boy, if I had had a snack earlier that day, mm-hmm. I might have never made it in music. <laughs> no, you would have made it. You would have. You had a snack somewhere else. And uh, who knows? Yeah, else, you know. But yeah. Uh, yeah, who knows? But um, but yeah, you know, find your unique voice, both artistically or if you're an entrepreneur in some <clears throat> other area, something unique about your product or service or how you deliver it. Distinguish yourself from everybody else. Mm-hmm. What's your What's your unique uh, sound, Lee? What do you? I'm still finding it. I, I think I really love the blues rock sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, sort of a Americana with an edge. Yes, I guess so. <laughs> yes, I guess so. Okay. Well, it, you know, it's you. I don't really make music to categorize it, right? You don't. You're not thinking that. You just want to make a really great song. Good. <laughs> Hold on. Let's. Let's. I want to say that again. You don't want to make music to categorize it. You just want to make a great song. Mm-hmm. At, at my at my last LA workshop, I had this wonderful artist who had been doing pop for the last several years because everyone everyone in her circle of influence was like pop is where it's at if you want to make it you got to do pop but in her heart she was a country gal mm. but she was doing pop and not breaking through and I, I listened to her music r- right there in the workshop and I could I could hear how it wasn't authentically her and so she's like, what do I do, Joe? And I said, well, let me ask you a question. Let's just say you looked into a crystal ball, and whether you did pop or country, you would be equally as successful. Which one would you choose? Mm-hmm. And without hesitation, she goes, oh, country, absolutely. And I said, well, then that's what you should do, because that's where your passion is, and it's that passion and authenticity that will move people through your music and connect with you, and that's what will lead to your success. And she burst out in tears, because she was like... "I." I needed someone to say that to me, to, to give me permission to do what I want to do instead of do what I think is best for success. And I, get, I see this all the time where people are trying to do whatever the hot sound is, but it may not be who they mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. You've got to stick with who you are and be authentic. Now, yeah, after man. she broke out into tears, mm-hmm. all right, I came around and gave her a big hug. All right, and this was just like within the first hour of the, of the workshop where we go around and find out everyone's name and story and what they, what they do. And, uh, you know, uh, I kind of figure, my, if I haven't gotten somebody to cry within, by lunchtime on the first day, I haven't done my job. So I felt that. <laughs> I'm going to stop you there because we got, we got uh, uh, about five minutes left. I want you to talk about your uh, retreat here, uh, music uh, retreat here coming up sure. in September. So talk yeah. a few minutes on that. All right. If you go to the URL musiccareersuccess.com or sign up for the Nugget series and you'll get information on it at josolo.com, uh, you'll find out that I'm throwing what's called the Malibu Beach House Music Success Retreat. It's at this $10 million beach mansion in Malibu, and mm. I'm bringing in seven music executives and music supervisors for a panel and then 
You can also have dinner with them, so you can start your own one-on-one trusted mm. relationship mm-hmm. with them. That's highly valuable. And you stay the whole weekend at the mansion. That's the full package. And there are other packages where you can do it without the lodging and spend a little less. Or if you want the panel and all the instruction I give throughout the weekend, but you don't want to do the dinner, then there's a ticket level for that. So, um, and I can say this with, with, no, with no hesitation, it's a life-changing event for you. Yeah. All right, And the community feeling that you have there, the, the, the people who come become part of your new network. Mm-hmm. They right. become part of, part of your music support system. It's not just me, it's everybody. And I don't run this thing traffic school style where I talk for eight hours and then take questions. It's interactive. We get people involved like in the first four minutes. People are asking questions and making conversations, and it's not just me rendering advice. Other people have perspective to give too. So it's highly interactive. It's fun, and 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 I like to crack a few jokes throughout too. So you know we have a good time with it. You okay. meet music executives and boost your career. You could shave off years of trial and error in a weekend. Hey Mario, quickly, we got to have some. We got to have some of your uh, panel in here to talk about it beforehand before the. Uh the event uh, happens. Sure. We'd love to have them. I mean, what do you think about that? I think that'd be wonderful. It's been a wonderful oh. perspective learning day here with Joe Solo. I got, Ray. I got one thing that I like. Yeah, go ahead. If, I, if, he, if he's available, mm-hmm. one of my panelists is Rick Barker. He's the manager who broke Taylor Swift. Oh, wow. The number one artist in the world right now. Uh And he's one of my panelists. Oh, excellent. All right. Wow. And and Rick is just a fantastic, enthusiastic guy who wants to help out. He's like like my twin, right? Okay. And um, and so uh, he would be my first choice to do exactly that. Okay, sure. So uh, I think, I think, uh, you know, if you want to meet him, come to the retreat. And if you want to hear about him, come listen to this, this next broadcast you and i are setting up right now absolutely that would be fantastic and uh tell them a little I, bit about that ray yeah i, I want to invite you to and, and everybody here and those out out uh, watching us right now june 11th at the double tree hotel downtown mm. i have a my live panel entrepreneur panel presentation where i've got uh, five uh, shark tank entrepreneurs coming in to talk about their Ooh. experiences some of the million dollars some of the big big very very successful ones talking about their experiences for entrepreneurs the double tree hotel it's my live panel presentation i'll be talking about important points from my multimedia book conversations with shark tank winners i partner up with the biggest uh, networking group on the meetup.com website network mm, after work I'll be there. to produce that so we'll talk about it i'm inviting you i'm inviting everybody here it's a great great event if you have if you want to get on shark tank find out how to do that you got a business idea for anybody who's an entrepreneur so you're invited uh, we'll talk about that everybody out watching please mark your calendar for june 11th yeah and uh anything that you want to say uh, well first of all i want to thank everybody for tuning in to this event yeah, yeah. Live TV, gifted music producer, author, instructor, career coach, and Joe Solo. And oh dad. yeah, how are your kids doing? Great. Yeah, tell, tell us quickly about your kids. Uh, ten years ago, uh, I adopted uh, along with my current ex-wife um, uh, two beautiful two and three-year-old African American sisters. They're now 13 and 14. Wow. It's like wow. living with two Bart Simpsons. I <laughs> love them to death. That's where you get and, your soul from, brother. And everything <laughs> I do, everything I do is to serve them ultimately. 
Oh, and wow. that's why I want to help them. I want to I want to support their lives. I want to help people get their dreams. I want to have a good time doing it, mm-hmm. and I want to make a decent living at the same time. You so, go. you know, follow your dream, help others, make a good living. Bing, bing, boom. Right. Everybody. Producer Joe Solo. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. We want to invite you to stay tuned for the object of photo shoot. We're going to be taking photos of Joe and our guests. You can stay tuned and enjoy the music. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Pack Stereo TV. I'm your host, Mara Hemsley. Thank you so much. my partner in crime. Thank you. What's up, people? All right. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And people, don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. We are still live, you guys, while we do the photo shoot. That's right. So Thank, you. All right. Yeah, the photo Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Here's what, I, here's what I did was one of my video nuggets talks about the most important.
Thank you. Thank you.